Hey y'all, welcome back to the NFL Heads Podcast. I'm Sid Kalyani here in Josh Shippen, and today we're going to be previewing all the games from Week 10 of the NFL, starting with Thursday Night Football, the Baltimore Ravens, and the Miami Dolphins. Um, well, I don't think this is going to be a very competitive game. You got the 6-2 and two Ravens with Lamar Jackson, who's been playing amazing this season, and you got Miami with 2-7, and seven, and I don't entirely know who's going to start for them. Brissett. Okay, well, then this is going to be a Ravens win. I think it's going to be a pretty dominant game. Even if Tua was starting. Yeah, he's not there yet. He still is not playing that great. Um, I, I mean, yeah, as I said again, I don't think this should be a Thursday night game. This should be a regular Sunday game. I absolutely agree. I don't know why there's such a mismatched matchup on here, especially since the Ravens have been the best team at like closing out games this year. Mm-hmm. So even if this game were to be close, there's no way uh, Miami could kind of cross that hump and beat Baltimore. I think if you were going to be certain on any of these games, it, you would have to be certain on Baltimore-Miami. It's that kind of a game. Yeah. Well... That's pretty simple for a Thursday night game. Let's move on to the Sunday games, starting with the Falcons and the Cowboys. Now, the Cowboys last week had a very off game against the Broncos. Dak, he he was coming back from his injury, and he just didn't look normal. Like, he was missing a lot of easy throws um, to wide-open receivers. Uh, Mark Cooper was also dropping a lot of passes. Zeke had a knee contusion, so he had to go out for part of the game. Um, but, you know, I I don't think it's going to happen like that this time. Uh, the, the, uh, Falcons are four and four, you know, that's a surprise for me. I didn't expect the Falcons to be in four and four. I agree. Yeah. Um, but just looking at the two teams overall, I think the Cowboys have a better team. So I'm going to go Cowboys on this one. Uh, I think last week was a fluke and I think flukes are bound to happen. I don't think the Falcons have anything that uh, is promising enough to beat the Cowboys, except for maybe Cordero Patterson. But at that point, you're relying on one running back slash wide receiver and one really dominant quarterback to kind of carry the offense against what has been the best offense in the league besides last year. Yeah. So Cowboys win easy. Yeah. Moving on to our next game, we have the New Orleans Saints and the Tennessee Titans. Um, well, Tennessee kind of dominated their game last week against the Rams, though mm-hmm. I think of it as a fluke game because I didn't think the Rams' offense would play that bad. Um, I mean, not to say the Titans' defense is really, really bad, but the Titans' defense is, you know, not that great either kind of average in my opinion yeah i would agree with that sentiment um i would also say that it it kind of is i think a little revealing that or it's kind of revealing that in the past when derrick henry has quieted down that um that Ryan Tannehill's has not played as well. Whether that uh, remains the case is to be seen because I think Ryan Tannehill's actually done a really good job for the first game where Derrick Henry's absent. And I don't think this will be a super big test for Tennessee either, so I wouldn't kind of pin the result one way or another. But what I'm really looking for is how well is Ryan Tannehill going to do when he doesn't have Derrick Henry to lean on for 50 carries a game. Yeah, and also the Saints, they did lose a close one to the Falcons last week. 
Um, as we all know, Jameis Winston is out with an ACL injury. So they're having Trevor Simeon play at quarterback. Mm. And I don't think he did that bad last week. No, um, he was fine. Yeah, he was fine. Um, though I do expect that Tennessee will be able to handle this game quite fairly, kind of like what they did last week, except knowing that uh, New Orleans is not that explosive of an offense. I would agree with that. Yeah. All right, well, moving on to our next game, we have an AFC South matchup with the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Indianapolis Colts. Boo. Woo. Now, the Jaguars won in six team last week, one against the Bills, 9-6. to six. Not a score I'd usually see often in the NFL. I don't think a lot of people see a 9-6 games. In the well, league. you see it a lot in the preseason. Yeah, that is true. But this is the regular season. And the, they were facing the 5-2, and two, I believe, Bills. Mm-hmm. Um, Josh Allen, the defensive end, not the quarterback. Josh, Got that it. Josh Allen played very, very well. Um, and this... Jaguars team seems to be slightly, and I mean very, very slightly on the rise, but they are facing the Colts, who have more than two wins. In fact, they have four. Yeah, I mean, at some point, at some point it's going to be revealed that the Bills are kind of a fake team amidst all these teams that have five or six or seven Mm -hmm. wins. So I think that's really going to contribute to why the Jaguars won, and that's going to contribute to why the Jaguars lose against the Colts, because they're absolutely going to. The Colts are, in fact, a team on the rise. They have played better on offense, even if they can't close out games. They won't really need to close out this game, though, because it'll probably be at least 35-6 by the third quarter. Yeah, and I expect Jonathan Taylor um, to be close to that 1,000-yard mark this, this game. If you're not, you know, possibly at that mark. That seems like a bit of a stretch. But Where you know, is he right now? He's at 821 yards. So, you know, I expect him to be in the 900 easily. So, oh, he'll be he'll be in 900. If he gets like 170 rushing yards, he'll be at that 1,000. Yeah. and Which it's the Jaguars. Don't count it out. Yeah. Seems, seems pretty simple. All right. Moving on to our next game. My favorite game of the week, the Cleveland Browns and the New England Patriots. Two mm. five and four teams, and uh, Cleveland, in my opinion, I thought they were going to be quite a bit above five and four, but you know, below my expectation. And the opposite for the Patriots, I didn't think they'd be five and four up to this point, but you know what, they are. So, uh, as I said, I'm starting to believe in you now that the Patriots might just be AFC East favorites. They might sweep the division again. Without Tom Brady. Well, they can't sweep the division because they lost yeah. against the Dolphins early. Yeah, they can't sweep the division. My fault. But, but they still can win the division. They, they are Well, they're going to win the division. I think the Bills game proves it. And I think this is an easy one for New England. If anything, the, I mean, what does Cleveland have aside from Nick Chubb right now? Well, I don't know, but I, I'm not sure if Kareem Hunt is coming back for this game to help with that. Um... Well, I don't know that it matters because New England does have, I would say, an acceptable run defense. I mean, you can't count out uh, Cleveland's defense either. Their defense is not bad. Yeah, Cleveland's defense is pretty good. But um, 
I think they have crumbled against bigger opponents. I mean, you saw that Los Angeles game. Yeah. And, I mean, New England, New England is a better offense than Los Angeles right now. Um, yeah, I could say that. I th- and I would say that Mac Jones is exponentially improving, and Baker Mayfield is kind of proving that he's a glorified game manager right now. Yes. Um, this, for me, was sort of a coin flip. Uh, I was sort of 50-50 on this one. But I'm going to have to go Cleveland on this one. Oh, I'm absolutely going Patriots, and I barely have to think about it. Yeah, I mean, I could see both of these teams winning, but I think Cleveland has the edge on this one. Well, I'm I'm curious. What do you think uh, gives Cleveland that edge? Um, one, you, you I know you said that uh, the ball, oh, sorry, uh, New England doesn't have that bad of a run defense. But this, this running attack is just, it it's better than average. This this running attack of the Browns uh, seems is very very good. Donovan People Jones, uh, after Odell went back, um, played very well in the last game. I think that will actually help them a lot, knowing that everyone, all the other receivers now have a chance to rise instead of just Odell. So I think that's going to be a good thing and. I think in this game, Baker Mayfield has a better game than just being a game manager. Yeah, I don't I don't know about that, though, because, well, once again, the Patriots have proven that they're a consistently good defense, if not a great one right now. But I think all you need is a good defense to stop the likes of Jarvis Landry, Rashard Higgins, and Donovan Peoples-Jones. I know that Higgins and Peoples-Jones have shown flashes. I actually really like Peoples-Jones. But that's not going to match up, especially with a team that's as well-coached as the um, New England Patriots and with a quarterback that's been as improving as um, Mac Jones has been down the stretch. I feel like um, if you lean on Damian Harris a lot, that's really going to be a good thing against this team. I just think that overall New England has the offense to beat the Cleveland Browns defense, especially after so many off games by the Browns now. I mean, it's been like three or four. And New England's just the better coach team right now. I agree with you on the coaching. Um, But as I said, this seems like a coin flip. But I think, you know, Cleveland has the edge just by a little bit. All right, moving on to our next game, an AFC East rivalry this time. We have the Buffalo Bills. And the New York Jets, and I did get information that Mike White will be starting this game. Thank goodness. I want to watch him play. Yeah. I mean, he looked amazing in that Cincy game, and I was, I seemed very excited at the start of the Indianapolis game. Um, Josh Johnson didn't play that bad, but, you know. Kind of had a temper tantrum at the end of the game. He kind of did, but, you know, I think we all expected Mike White to <laughs> play well. Um, Pour me a cup of my white. Okay. In the beginning of the Indianapolis game, I was amazed at how beautiful those throws were. Oh, yeah. Those were nice throws. On the money. Perfect spiral. Ugh. I wish I saw that every week. It's in, I mean, it's incredible that, uh, like, a what was he, a fourth-round pick from 2018? I who, do believe so, yes. Or, or even later than that, who's never played a snap until now, is just this well-versed in throwing the ball in just literally his form. Yeah. That being said, Bill's 35-6. Yeah, I mean, I see these two offenses, and they don't look that bad. 
Um, not 35-6, by the way. So yeah. Um, I do think uh, Buffalo has a better de- a better offense over uh, New York. But in terms of the defensive side, I just don't like the Jets' defense. I, I, mean, I don't think it's that good. The Jets' defense was probably the worst unit that I saw last week. Yeah, it, they were really bad. Like, yeah, you won against Cincy, but you gave up 31 points. It took Mike White and his 400 passing yards to help win. And then the Indianapolis game, they, they gave completely up, crumbled. Gave up 45 points in that game. That was embarrassing. And yet you did score 30, but you're not... I mean, yeah, 30 points is great. And those, yeah, were, those were all in garbage time. Yeah, but, you know, you gave up 45 points. Let's not do that this time. Yeah, yeah. Especially from a defense that did look, if not good, promising in the first few weeks of the season... Especially, I think, in their game against Carolina, where they were forcing some throw bad throws out of Sam Darnold before we all realized that Sam Darnold was making bad throws on his own. Yeah. All right, well, moving on to our next game, we have the Detroit Lions and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I got Pittsburgh in this one. I think you do also next game. Yeah, I'm okay <laughs> with that recap, actually. Yeah. Uh, well, for those who want a bit more recap, Lions sucks. Winless. Listen to the next podcast. Yes. <laughs> uh, Pittsburgh five and three. Um, well, you know the Lions. They're the Lions. They suck. Uh, not very good. Uh, I, I I honestly don't know what else to say. They're just bad. I won't be watching this matchup because I enjoy watching good football. That's the same. All right. Well, let's move on to our next game. We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Washington Football Team. Tampa Bay did come off of their bye week last week, so, you know, and they're also facing Washington, who are 2-6, and six, so this should be pretty easy for Tom Brady and the Bucks. I find it incredible that Brady's been so consistent this year. I think for all he did last year, he did show some inconsistencies. Um, and he, I mean, he had the game against New Orleans this year, but New Orleans seems like the new Miami for Brady. It's not something I'm worried about. Uh, I do really think that the Bucks are ready to make a strong push yet again to the playoffs. So, I mean, yeah. Brady, 2,650 passing yards, 25 touchdowns to five interceptions. I'm, That's ridiculous. I'm He's just, 43, right? Yeah, 44. 44. That's insane. Come on. I mean, those are – these seem like numbers from, like, prime Brady. You wouldn't expect a 44-year-old quarterback to have these numbers. Careful with prime Brady. Okay, may not. We've got 2007 oh, and 2014. They, oh yeah, there, there's those two Brady's. But, Although, you know, seven years apart each. <laughs> but, I, I mean, still, at, a, at 44 years old, you wouldn't expect anyone to play this good. Exactly. Like, and his, his rapport with Mike Evans, with Rob Gronkowski. Chris Godwin. Brown, Chris Godwin incredible yeah also mr brady if you're listening to our podcast drop your secret i mean we we all have to know i want to know what your secret is well it's not like he's athletic though yeah he's not but you know that's what makes it special he's just ridiculous yeah ridiculous yeah all right well moving on to our next game we have the carolina panthers and the arizona cardinals now espn does not like the panthers in this game at all you're seeing this. They have um, Arizona winning, ha- having an eighty-five point three percent chance of winning. Carolina at only fourteen point six. So, Do we want to talk about the signing that went down today? Ah, uh, yes. If you didn't hear, Cam Newton is back on the Panthers, and he won't be starting this week. I Yay! Know. 
Yay, PJ Walker time. I, 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 I saw this game, and I said, I'm not watching it. And then I heard the Cam Newton sign. It's like, yes, I'm going to watch it. And then I hear he's not starting. And I said, no, I'm not watching it. And is for all of the people who want to say, oh, Cam Newton's washed up. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm uh, it's, we, You've been watching Sam Darnold. Don't you want something better? Because I mean, Cam Newton is absolutely better than Sam Darnold. I mean, you know, after how poorly, he, like, Davis Mills on the Texans was playing, I'm surprised the Texans didn't sign him. I mean, I'd take Cam Newton over Davis Mills any day of the week. Well, the Texans are an embarrassment to I, society. I forgot. Their organization forgot how to, you know, do stuff. Yeah, they got, like, David Johnson in a bag of Doritos for, oh. for DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, my God, David Johnson, the best running back in the league. What does he have, like, 100-something yards, and he's leading their team in rushing? Yeah. Which I guess I got really mad about that a couple of weeks ago, and then I remembered after the podcast that Mark Ingram got traded. So yeah, he was probably leading with, like, 400-something yards. Yeah, something around that. All right, well, moving. I'm pretty sure we have both uh, Arizona in this game. No, I have Carolina. Oh, you do? No, oh. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, this should be pretty easy. Yeah. All right, moving on to our next game. We have the Minnesota Vikings and the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, Well, I have the Chargers in this game. I think Herbert need, definitely needed that game against the Eagles last week. He's been playing kind of poorly recently, but last week he kind of stepped up. I'm happy. I think he continues this week against the Vikings because, you know, they're the Vikings. Uh, that That's about it on my part. The Vikings are going to win this game. Really? Yeah. You, you have faith in Kirk Cousins? So this is probably <laughs> the first upset game I've picked on this podcast. I am I really like to go with conventional wisdom on my picks. With this one, I just am so, so tired of Los Angeles getting away with playing poorly for three straight weeks and still being looked at as one of the better teams in the NFL. I think Minnesota, if nothing else, will be able to utilize their surrounding talent pretty well. Um, I think Dalvin Cook is still in this game for now, too, which is going to make a big difference. And what does Los Angeles have going for them right now? They barely beat the Eagles. The Eagles! The Philadelphia Eagles. Have you seen the Eagles play this year? They are atrocious. They're a disappointment. I mean... And they, there's not any reason that Los Angeles should be looked at as a real contender right now. And I can totally see Los Angeles winning this game. Don't get me wrong. In that same vein, I do think since this game isn't on national television and um, oh, there's that. Yes. the Vikings do have really good skill position players with a fair defense that would be able to stop Los Angeles at this point, I think they're going to win. I mean, there, there's that. But they did lose a close one to Baltimore last week okay that's baltimore though i would if it was 34 34 at the end of the game and baltimore was one of the opponents you could put every other team this year in the other spot and baltimore would win that game i could see that but i think i think in this game herbert finally you know steps back to the first couple of weeks that he was playing well he better because if he doesn't then i'll be happy well, I know you'll be happy, but I won't, because I like seeing Herbert when he's playing well. Yeah, I like Herbert also playing. I just kind of wish he wasn't with the Chargers. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on to our next game, we have the Philadelphia Eagles and the Denver Broncos. Um, Denver put up a very surprising win 
quite dominant win against the Cowboys last week. I mean, I didn't know they could play that good. Like, against, you know, a not bad team. I didn't know that. They won against a team that had a win. Yeah. That's insane. Who had six wins, actually. Six of them. Yeah. And uh, there's Philadelphia, who is uh, still Philadelphia. Yeah, I think for all the crap we give Philadelphia, they're probably worse than what we give them credit for. Maybe. Because Jalen Hurts is very much a second-half quarterback. We've said that on this podcast before. Yep. Even in the second half, he still makes a lot of mistakes, and he's not moving this offense very well. And if you are struggling to see how like what bad linebacker play looks like, watch Alex Singleton play on that defense. <laughs> yeah, he's not really been the best linebacker. Oh, he's been among the worst. Yeah. I actually like hate watching him play. Yeah. Um and then for me, I think the only good thing I like about Philadelphia is Devontae Smith. Um yeah. he he's he's the only you know, thing I like. Um I I kind of wish I saw more of him, but, you know, Jalen Hurts is uh, not really making smart decisions. I mean, Quez Watkins is okay, too, in that secondary, and they have a couple other nice, or not secondary, in that uh, receiver core, and they have a couple other nice pieces. But, man, is Jalen Hurts just not moving this group very well. Yeah. And is this offense and defense combination just boring? Yeah. Um, so I'm just uh, thinking you're going Chargers on this one, or Broncos on this one. Yeah, I'm going Broncos. All right, cool. Moving on to our last three games. We are starting off with the the Seahawks and the Packers. Now, the Packers lost last week. Um, yes, they did. Yes, they did. Jordan Love sucks. Yes, I, I need Aaron Rodgers back. Um, I, I think he, I do believe he is coming back. I'm not sure. That's if he gets a negative COVID test. I think that um, it's the day before the game where he ends his, quote, quarantine period. And if he ends that and he tests negative for COVID, then he will be reinserted into the starting lineup. Yeah, they said he could rejoin the team on Saturday. Um, Jordan Lover's currently getting the you know, um, the first team reps in that practice. That is tragic. Um, also, one thing we like to note is that um, one reason they lost the game, not because of Jordan Love, is because, you know, of their kicker. Yeah, this is a cuttable season for Mason Crosby. I don't care how long he's been in this organization. Get a new kicker in that building. Yeah, this is his worst season by far. And probably the worst season by a kicker. Although, if you saw the Jaguars game, uh, Matthew Wright ooh. was really rough as well. Yeah, that was a a bit, you know... That was horrible. It yeah, was that, horrible. that was quite bad. Um, though, uh, on the Seahawks side, Russell Wilson, he's starting to, you know practice more <laughs> that's great i don't have to watch geno smith again i'm uh, so happy yes uh he he is practicing his throwing after getting his pin out last week i believe um i don't exactly know i think that geno will be starting this week i'm pretty sure i i saw a report that it was wilson and i'm not going to look at any other reports because if it's not wilson i'm probably going to have a massive just fit of uh, complete anger. Uh, I know how much you love watching Geno Smith. 
He's actually... Uh, I, I've talked enough about him. Yeah. So, um... Seahawks fans are just aggressively rolling their eyes right now. Like, please shut up about how much you hate Geno Smith. Yeah. Um, on this one, I honestly didn't know where I want to go. Because if it comes to it, it might come down to Geno Smith versus Jordan Love. And I kind of don't want to watch that. <laughs> don't even say that. Um, One of these quarterbacks will be starting. <laughs> I really it hope has- they- you know, for me, it's like whichever quarterback starts, I, I do believe their team is going to win. Yes. So there's that. But if it comes down to it, if there is a situation where it has to be Geno Smith versus Jordan Love. Then cancel this game. <laughs> if only we could. Um, If we're doing that, I'm going to go Packers. I'm going to go Packers no matter who's starting. Yeah. Except if it's Jordan Love versus Russell Wilson. But even then, I think the Packers could yeah, still Yeah, because, I mean, Russell was coming off of an injury. He has an injury on his throwing hand. I don't think he's going to be throwing dots like he used to. Um, it's going to take some time yeah. before that. So, yeah, Green Bay on this one. Absolutely. And I do think that Seattle's defense is pretty atrocious right now. So, yeah. I mean, uh, that's going to be another contributing factor to this game, Green yeah. Bay winning. Yeah. All right, moving on. To Sunday night football, we have the Kansas City Chiefs and the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, it's actually, they announced yesterday that all of the Raiders' former first-round picks went to a party and all got really drunk, and now they all got cut. Really? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> okay. That was an exaggeration because, wow, the Raiders have had so much tragedy this year. It's incredible. But it also speaks to how horrible they are at evaluating personalities Hmm. henry ruggs damon arnett john gruden yeah all in one season that is horrendous i think when it comes to it i'm starting to think that when they're evaluating the players they're starting to evaluate their football talent and not the outside environment talent okay tell that to the raiders secondary where damon arnett was one of the worst cornerbacks in the league yeah that that was a I was still confused on why. And Henry Ruggs was, like, the most disappointing first-round wide receiver from 2020. Yeah, I had way high hopes for him, and he just kind of fell flat. Yeah. Even worse than Jerry Judy. Yeah. I, I'm just kidding, Sid. I just got that. I, I wanted to get a Broncos dig in there. Yeah, I know you did. But, you know, if we're talking about these two teams right now, I'm going Raiders. 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 Yeah, this Chiefs team... Um. They'd have the same record as the Broncos. And usually, I'm like, wow. Uh, you know, when it was when we had Peyton Manning, they had the same record as us. I'd be thinking, wow, the Chiefs are actually really, really good. But then you look at this season, and you realize they're 5-4. and four. And then you wonder, why are they 5-4? and four? Well, it's because other teams figured out Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Finally. They finally figured out that you can blow out the Chiefs in the first half and still win. Yep. Yeah. And it's also because Patrick Mahomes is a lot more mistake-prone this year, which is something that he's not really prone to doing. Oh, yeah. It doesn't help that his tackles are like Mike Remmers and Andrew Wiley or something like that. They did get a lot of players in the offseason to help him around the offensive line, but, you know. On the interior. Yes. Joe Tooney, Creed Humphrey. They traded away Laurent Duvernay Tardif. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that uh, offensive line. It's killing. Them. Yeah, and then you see the defense. <laughs> My favorite part 
about this defense is when Daniel Sorensen gives out a big play, and then you see Tyron Matthew just pointing at him, like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, that I remember uh, it was in that Ravens game where it first happened when Sorensen gave out that big touchdown to Marquise Brown, and you could just see Tyron Matthew just feel up completely upset. And then I don't know which other games, but Ty, uh, Sorensen did give up a couple more big plays, and Tyron Matthew is, you know, not happy. You know, this Chiefs defense, not good. This is the this is their weak yeah. point. And it's, I don't know, it's a shame. I really liked Daniel Sorensen before the season, actually. Yeah. But, well, whatever. I mean, when they the, the Chiefs talked about going 20-0, and, you know. That is laughable. I mean, complete, uh, they're getting the thing that the 2000 Patriots couldn't, getting that perfect season. I was very skeptical on that. Because I knew their offense, I, I thought the offensive side, yeah, the offense, they they rebuilt it. This is in the offseason, by the way. The offense, they've rebuilt it. This is going to be a good season for the Chiefs offense. But I'm not sure about this Chiefs defense. Right? This was a worry for my for me the entire season, and it's shown. Well, and it started with the uh, with the Super Bowl. It's really contributing to this Super Bowl uh, hangover narrative, which I really usually hate. Yeah. But it's starting to sound like it's kind of true. But yeah. Whatever. And you see, Derek Carr. Derek Carr has been playing great. He's been playing. He's been playing pretty well. He's had some duds here and there, but he's most most of the time he's doing pretty good. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah. Raiders on this one. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right. And then our final game of Week 10 is Monday Night Football. The Los Angeles Rams and the 49ers. Rams. Von Miller is finally playing his first game as a Rams, and I'm super happy about that. You going to get your Von Miller Rams jersey? Probably. That Whoa, really? Yes, I might. Oh, so you're a Rams fan now. No, I'm mm. a Von Miller fan. Mm. Okay, Sid. <laughs> Yeah, and um, if you guys didn't hear, Odell Beckham is on the Rams now. <sighs> Who cares? They've got Cooper Cup. They're just going to give the ball to him every time. Even with that, Robert Woods is going to beat out Odell Beckham, not only because he's a better receiver up to this point, but Robert Woods is just a better human being than Odell Beckham, and I think that's going to contribute a lot to the decision, especially because the Rams – seem like they have a coach who seems to care about that they have a front office who seems to care about that so and you know last week they played really bad especially stafford well Um, i wouldn't say really bad i would just more say sloppy oh yes or sloppy that seems more appropriate i mean stafford had those two picks you know within 26 seconds very unlike him um, he's been playing very, very well this season, and I've been really happy about that, that he's out of Detroit and into a team, you know, that is a Super Bowl team. Yeah. Um, for me, the Rams are my favorite to win the Super Bowl. I think they will win the Super Bowl. Um, mm-hmm. I think they have it on both sides. Yeah. Actually, you know what? If, if, uh, huh. If the Buccaneers make it to the conference championship, they're making the Super Bowl. But if they don't, then the Rams are making the Super Bowl. But, you know, then again, it's playoff Brady. Who's going to stop playoff Brady? Yeah, I'd, I couldn't handle Brady winning another Super Bowl. Yeah, he'd have, like, what, eight then? That would be his eighth? Yeah. Eight 
out of eleven tries. I think eighth. Yeah, that yeah, it's definitely that was eighth. eighth. It's definitely in, eighth in his eleventh Super Bowl. Ugh. I'm so tired. Okay, imagine if the Patriots made the late late playoff push, and then Belichick. I mean, this is ridiculous to even be saying this, but Belichick leads them to a Super Bowl, and then the Buccaneers make it because of playoff Brady, and we get Brady v Belichick in the Super Bowl. That would people act- would lose their minds. That would. <laughs> <laughs> one you got brady everyone's tired of brady but then you got the patriots and everyone's tired of the patriots so i mean which one do you pick people would actually like there would be revolts in the street people would die no I'm, i mean i'm obviously exaggerating but couldn't you just see that happening in the whole league just groaning in frustration just like Ugh, these two again when will it end? And, you know, I'm going to throw out a basketball stat here, even though this is a, a football podcast. This is where I tune out until we go back to football. Yeah. Um, you know it's bad when Brady has a higher chance of making the Super Bowl than Steph Curry is at making a three. Ooh. <laughs> I don't think you... I wasn't aware that Steph Curry is bad now. Is that a thing? No, 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 no. He, he's, he's the best shooter. Like, he, he's still at that oh. level. You know it's bad when... Brady, that he has like a forty-five percent chance of making the Super Bowl. Oh my goodness! Is it is it forty-five? Which clowns made those odds? I don't know, but I, I saw that he's been at ten. Right, this is his twenty-first, twenty-second season. Oh, you're basing it off of that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, just throwing a basketball stat out there just to show how crazy Brady is. Okay. I mean. Yeah, they could. They could make the Super Bowl. It could definitely happen. It might. It probably will. Right. Yeah, it'll happen. Yeah. Buccaneers are winning the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, you see, their t- Bucks. you know, they lose to all these teams. Like last season, the loss to the Saints both times in the regular season. You see them in the playoffs. Like, oh, this is easy. We got them. When you forget to realize playoff Brady is there. Well, and a lot of, I think one thing the NFC lacks is, uh, well... They don't really lack this anymore, but in the past they've lacked depth, and I wonder if that bleeds into the playoffs, even though it's not really been prevalent during the regular season. Yeah. It's usually seem for me, that the AFC always seemed to have the, the better teams, mm-hmm. and they would just eliminate each other. And for the NFC, it would always be one team that was quite better than all the other ones. I don't know. Now you're describing the AFC again, though, because one team that's better than all the others... Almost every year? Does that sound familiar? <laughs> I, I know, but all teams, you could see all Hello, the teams. Hello, Brady, is that you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you know. Uh, well, on this top, a topic of this game is pretty simple, Rams winning. Oh, yeah. All right, and that does it for a preview of Week 10. If you've made it this far, thank you for listening. If you like the podcast, please consider following, subscribing, writing a comment. We have our podcast on... Uh, Spotify, Google Podcast, and Apple Podcast. I believe we'll be back Tuesday for a recap. That's of right. Week ten. I'm Sid Kalyani here with Josh Shippen, and we'll see y'all later. Bye.